0: Good morning North America, welcome to Church Talk TV, lively talk about life, church, and church life. I'm your co-host, Dr. Bill Tenny britton and I'm joined as usual by my co-host, Dr. Chris Tenny britton and we're broadcasting from our studio in Columbia, Missouri, the heartland of America. Say good morning, Chris.
1: Well, good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to Church Talk TV.
0: Chris and Bill Tenney-Britton here today to talk to you about why Numbers are your church's best friends, or at least a pretty good friend
1: numbers we never want to talk about that, do we 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 flesh numbers, we don't know numbers uh, we may know numbers all around our house, how many eggs we have left, uh how much money we have in the bank. but when it comes to the church, we don't want to talk
0: numbers well i mean let's let's be honest, yep. you know the effective church group has been accused. Many times. Oh yeah. All you care about is the For numbers. Decades and you know, here's the deal. That's not true, but it is absolutely true. Yes. Because every one of those numbers are numbers that that can be used to determine or help determine the health yes. of a church. Yes. Are we doing what we need to do? Yes. Now, you know, there's there's there is um uh, a sense in which there's a whole lot of folks counting just these numbers and the only numbers that count, and my numbers are bigger than your numbers, and <laughs> you know, and yeah, okay, they could be bragging rights.
1: But and we're going to talk uh, some uh, about yeah. how to count uh, what how to count what and is what important count. and what to count, and I've got some thoughts on how to count
0: them. Okay, okay? awesome. All right. All right, so we're gonna be, we're going to jump into this, but we I want to start off by saying this is that. You know, we do get a lot of pushback about numbers. Yeah, and,
1: yeah, we do.
0: And there's, just to be totally honest, those who are pushing back the hardest are almost always the churches that are in decline. Right. Because they don't want to actually, you know, well, we're faithful. Well, we're faithfully getting smaller and smaller, so we're faithful in what? We're faithful in yeah. the handful that shows up yeah. and listens to your preaching or whatever, but... We continue to get smaller and smaller and smaller. And, and we say, so how many Baptists? Oh, we don't, want, we don't count. Yeah. You know, what's we don't count. Well, you know.
1: <laughs> or we, we count, but Lord have mercy. How many years ago was that, right?
0: <laughs> the New Testament counted. Right. Yeah, you know, this it, is important. Go. Yeah. The, the, the bottom line is, folks, is that when you look at the New Testament, the apostles, the, 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 the guys who wrote the New Testament, mm-hmm. they counted. They, 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 they knew that Jesus fasted yep. for 40 days. Yep. They knew he died and resurrected in three days. Yes. They, 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 they knew, you know, there were 12 apostles. Right. They fed 5,000 one time. They fed 4,000 the next time. They had 12 baskets of leftovers. They, they started with two fish and three loaves right. or whatever. And, and here's the one that I just love is they knew how many fish— that Peter and the boys caught that's with that miraculous. There were 153 fish in that uh, uh, in a, right? not not around 150. I not, know. That's you know, over 100. That's right. 153 fish. They counted. Why did they count?
1: Well, heck, we have a whole book called Numbers. Yeah, that's which right. Is counting, <laughs> yeah, right? Right. I mean, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. All
0: right, so, so I mean, the question is. Why? Why do they count? Why do we count? Well, I think there's there's it, it starts with the same thing for both of them. In in the New Testament, there were the numbers of you know three thousand came to came to Jesus and were baptized, and later on there was five thousand. There were 120 in the in the prayer uh, in the prayer room that on the day of Pentecost and so on. So they were counting those. But but what about all those other numbers? And that is there's some divine significance. For numbers, there's some divine significance for counting. In in okay. the Gospels, the bottom line is 153 fish, the two drachma that were in the fish's mouth, and you know the the, the number of people who were fed and what. They they were all pointing to Jesus and saying, Jesus is the Son of God. He's doing these signs. You know, I think about the six. Uh, um, water pots that were filled with oh, wine, yeah. and we know that they had between, six. We know yeah, how exactly, many, right? and we know that they had about a, about yes. um, twenty to how much t- $20, 20 gallons of wine and right. whatnot. So, one hundred twenty gallons of wine. We we, we 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 they counted because it it pointed to Jesus' divinity. It pointed to the work that Jesus was doing, and so when the New Testament, the, 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 when the early church picks up and they start doing the counting. There there is a sense in which this is what the Holy Spirit's doing. Yeah. That's I mean that is we um Peter C, C. Peter Wagner yeah. wrote a book, The Acts of the Holy Spirit. I love it. And that, that book is a commentary on the Acts of the Apostles, which is normally what we call it. And he said that's a lousy name because it really is about what the Holy Spirit is doing in the church in, in this uh, in this book. In the today. Yeah, right. Yeah. And and that goes into today. Right. When when we start looking at numbers, it really is, you know, it, we talk about it all the time. I get it push all that. You know, I say, you, you need to grow your church. Well, it's not your church, it's God's church. And if you just be faithful that God will grow the church. There's a sense in which that's actually true. On the flip side of that is God doesn't tend to work in a vacuum. He works with the hands and the feet and the mouths of those that he's called and raised up to go ye therefore and make disciples not y'all come but y'all get out there and okay so I'm I'm getting We're on to really
1: on a massive over there tangent. <laughs> so let's keep on going so, it,
0: so but it is about the hearts that God is preparing the hearts that the spirit is preparing that bring into the church that again why 120 people in the uh, in the, the the prayer room when acts of uh, the, the the Holy Spirit came at, on Pentecost because that was important because it showed what God was able to do with with a few, a handful, from 12 to 120 to 3,000, and away we go. So (laughs) it it really is, there's some divine significance to these numbers. And so that's the first reason for counting.
1: All right. I love this. Okay, anyways, we have to count. In the modern church, in today's church, we have to count. This is, uh, it is, there's an accountability part of that. How are we doing? What are we doing? There is, um, it, it, and it's bigger than we are.
0: If you, don't, if you don't count it, you can't measure it to see whether it's successful That's right.
1: Right, right, right. Well, and some people do push back about success, what right. is success, but are your efforts working? Right. I mean, right? I mean, that's really. Is there a return know, on your it,
0: investment of time and energy?
1: That's right. So what do you measure? Well, historically, what we were taught in, way back when, we measure uh, butts in, the three Bs, butts in seats. Bucks, as in how many bucks are those butts bringing, and buildings. Now, I want to say this. We've got the three, but uh, I have records. Our library is still in over 100 cases of books in our library. They still have not been unpacked. It's such a chore. We're dreading it. Uh, Anyways, and we have a disagreement as to how to do that. Uh, Yes, let's talk church, right? Okay, so um, in there somewhere is this journal, a record, uh, that was kept, uh, oh, wow, wow, about 100 years ago now. I can't believe it. And nearly uh, 100 years ago of churches that were in Missouri, disciples, Christian, they were then Christian churches, disciples churches. And they they would meet on a quarterly basis, these churches, and the secretary hand-wrote in this little book, the reports from each church. And many of them were like house churches. They were very small uh, overall. But Brother Anderson came forward and he reported that they have four new families coming and that they had three baptisms. And then there would be be the next person. And so on and on it would go that they were always reporting on the number of people that were coming and on baptisms. And new
0: people. Not just the right. number of people and That's new people. Right. New people there was an expectation, yes, that they were reaching out make bringing in new people and right. baptizing new people.
1: Right. Well, and there is an accountability. I said accountability, right. but there's a celebration Absolutely. about that. I mean, as you're talking about the biblical numbers and uh bringing people in and uh and look what Jesus can do. I mean, that that really is look what Jesus can right. do. Let's that's 153.
0: And then look at and look at what the what the church can do. What the followers of Jesus can do. Right. The, Jesus sent out the 70 and they came back in celebrations said, you know even the demons were were subject to us and right. and Jesus going yeah man you know hey awesome right. way to go it was celebration time
1: yes indeed so there are a number of metrics that we do need to keep keep track of we do need to keep track of attendance right we we talk in terms of average worship attendance if and and I like to look at that at uh our average worship attendances um All you have to do is is divide by four, right? A month has, say, four Sundays. On four Sunday months, you total them up and you divide them by four. That's your average worship attendance. But the
0: the key there is you count every Sunday. Every Sunday. You know, I get a lot of people say, well, what do we count? You know, the way I count is every living soul in the building. In the building. Do, do you count the, the kids? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, of course you count them. They count.
1: Do you have two services? Yeah. Do you have a Wednesday evening service right. or a Tuesday and, but or whatever? You don't,
0: don't mingle that with the Sunday. You, you. Oh,
1: see, I do. If it's a worship service, I, if you've got a midweek worship service. If you here, then here, I'm here's count my here's in. my
0: pushback. Yeah. Is you if you don't divide them out. Yeah. Then you don't know how well your Wednesday service is doing if you're going you to uh, Right, go I catch you there.
1: So are we talking? So what we're talking is you've got two worship services. Then you've got your average worship attendance for Sunday and your average worship attendance for Wednesday. Well,
0: same goes though if you have two services on Sunday. Well, I agree. If or you, a Saturday. If you know, you know, all of these get divided up, and yes, you can combine them for your average. You have worship. to.
1: Well, okay. So I agree with you totally that you you keep separate track, or you have to keep track of each of your services, however many you have. But to say, this is how many people we have worshiping right. each week, then you do that combined. Right, no argument that, there. That no. But, but right. I just
0: want to make sure that we, yeah. so you, you track yeah. everything separate so everything. you know whether maybe the first service is starting to lose numbers and the second right. is getting, you know, you need to know those numbers. Right. And yeah. you can look at the why. Is there a right, why, or is it exactly. just because you know it was it was too cold at seven right. a.m. and right, et cetera? Yeah,
1: for sure, and and we do need to track offerings and absolutely and the key, right. A key about offerings one it tells you what what kind of monies you're you're looking at, but even even more than that, uh, are your are is your money up? Is your money down? Those can tell you something. What's your They're per capita really giving? What's your per capita giving? Definitely, exactly. and and what I find is. Um, offering an increased offering per capita—it's got to be per capita—really is a marker of spiritual growth. Right, right. So as people grow spiritually, that often their their uh, uh, gifting. Well, the expectation increased. is right. is that
0: the gift if, increases.
1: Exactly. I remember uh, a night, one evening before Thanksgiving, a woman, a pretty new member called me and she had started a new job and she was just really grateful for what the Lord was doing for her. And she said uh, she apologized profusely for interrupting us um, the night before Thanksgiving and said, I just needed to tell you that I have made the decision to tithe and I'm not sure what that's going to look like in totality, but I am so grateful for what God is doing for me, and I just really want to serve him, and I want to please him, so I'm going to do my best to tie. And it was like, praise God. And, at, and, and on top of that, I had baptized her a couple of years earlier. So, I mean, spiritual growth. Tracking our, our incomes, right? And, right, you and, and just add? a real quick a note side. about
0: per capita giving. Yeah, you can't compare your church's per capita giving with any other church. Right, it is an in-house number um, because the economic circumstances, the uh, makeup, the demographics of your congregation. Are they older on fixed income? Um, are they are they younger and making a fortune in you know real estate market or something? You know that 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 changes from church to church. Right. So you track that number. Just so you can, from year to year, to see where we are as a as a congregation, but you can't compare it to other churches. Right. We know what the national average is, and that's kind of it. It, it really there's there's that number out there, but it's not all that helpful.
1: Sure. Okay. So can we? Okay, yeah, going, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there, yeah. There's
0: a whole lot of other numbers that are really really important. Go for. And it. just real quick, I want yeah. to point out that there's a download right there in the uh, description yes. of the show for the numbers you need, which will walk you through. The numbers that you need But let's talk right. about some of those Just Number one that. In my personal opinion Are yeah. baptisms
1: Right how, oh, and, and really
0: It's conversion baptisms Not yes. biological baptisms. Right It's great And don't give me those Those count too okay? Right But it, the number You want to be looking at Is how many people Who were uh, adults Or you know Teenagers uh, Not in the family Of your congregation That have become Christians Who have made a decision To follow Jesus right. and, and went forward For baptism that, in, Conversion baptisms are incredibly important because it tells you, gives you a, it gives you a marker of how well we are doing reaching out evangelistically into our community.
1: Right. Okay. And so some of you out there know that now a number of years ago, I was involved in a mainline evangelism study and consulted on it. And what we looked at were several major, uh, well, the mainline denominations and we were trying to track uh, per capita baptisms, you might call it. Right. So uh, how many baptisms were per churches members, having? I, I, call, yeah. I
0: call it the ratio. the right. baptism ratio. Okay. Number of baptisms per year to right. your average worship attendance. Right. That gives you your ratio.
1: That, so we were working and we had a particular ratio, and churches needed to have such a percentage every uh, every year over three years. So we wanted to, to every year. To, to be included in the study. That's right, to be included in our study. So we wanted you to be doing baptisms every Every year at this at this number Uh, and we really had to screen for churches that practice believers baptism. And so youth youth and uh, youth baptisms, because those numbers, this is one of the way we knew those churches every other year. You'd get a large number because it's when the pastor usually they do pastors classes every two years. And so they're they're going there. It was really hard to find. Those churches,
0: that were, and, and that, that's a whole were, other that, conversation that about what they were doing. Evangelism.
1: Well, I won't say they specialized, but they were doing it, it right. Enough. They right. they were doing it right. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. So okay. So we're looking at first-time visitors, returning oh, visitors. And, and, how, do you want to don't take just us?
0: want to say first-time visitors is huge. A big, how, how how often are you getting? And when I say first-time visitors, the way I count it is households, because right. your household may have six people. Oh, we had six visitors. Was that one household or three households or six households? So how many? How many households do you see that right. returning visitors? A returning you, is huge. Said, yeah. Right.
1: Yeah, exactly. It, if they don't
0: come back, <laughs> you can't grow your church. That's just how it is. But if you don't know that they're not coming back, right. and here's, here's something that's really important, is that uh, often churches will tell me, I'll, I'll say to the churches, you know, no church is as friendly as it thinks it is. And they say, we've had visitors who stayed, and they continue to tell us how wonderful and welcoming we were, and those are conversations you've had with people who stayed. Yeah. What you didn't have mm-hmm. is conversation with those who didn't stay. How many didn't stay compared to how many did stay?
1: Yeah, we don't tend to look at that, right? I mean, churches don't tend to look at that.
0: Right. Yeah. So we, oh, right. we're we're very welcoming. Yeah. And It, tu- it turns oh, I love out the national average only keeps 15 percent of first time visits. I mean, 85 percent say no, we're not coming back. Right. If you're only keeping 15 percent, that's probably saying something about the friendliness of your church, even if those 15% who stay go, whoa, you're wonderful. It means they connected, but apparently 85% didn't.
1: So let's get into that attendance piece, okay? Because So we've mentioned average worship attendance, but I guess it's, it's members, how many members you have and how many participating members you have. Uh, I remember when we went to Yates Center, that was uh, our first churches after, full-time churches after seminary. And... Well, I we I um I was looking at the profile. So for those of us that are in call systems for ministers, they uh, churches have ministerial profiles, and it has all this information about
0: the about the church. about the
1: congregation. Right. Yeah, in church setting, and it always includes
0: uh, um members? membership right.
1: Me- members right. at that time at least it was members, and there were. Like four, five, six hundred people on the rolls. So I'm like, gee, ah, this is a large church. So what we found when we got there was a worship attendance of uh, ninety nine on a good Sunday. And we started to ask, well, just how many of those members show up? And they almost laughed. They said, we think some of them are dead. And when we went to clean out the rolls, there were people that had been born in the late 1800s. They're still on the rolls. I said, do you think we can take them off? Like, they've got to be dead by now. I don't know. We can't really take people off. I mean, we our churches don't even have mechanisms for taking people off of the rules and I can help you with that. So just let us know if you need help cleaning up your church rules. Anyways, so that's your participate or your membership. It doesn't matter. It doesn't count. Right, membership's for, an artificial a, number. The, the question, then, is what's your participating membership? You can bring in all kinds of folks, but if you haven't gotten them into the life of the church and they're not serving in some way... Or at then, least attending in some right, way. All you've got are Christians <laughs> and you don't really you, you have, have disciples in the making. You have believers. And what you really have
0: is members. You've got church members. But they're not necessarily, they're certainly not disciples and maybe not even Christians. Sure.
1: So how do anyway. you measure, how do you measure, I just cut you off completely. That's go ahead. Okay, good. How do you measure uh, participating membership? If everybody was at church on Sunday, what would it be? There what's you your number there? How many okay. people,
0: because the national average is, is people come between one, uh, once to, to twice per month. That's what's considered yeah. regular attendances I, it doesn't work for me but then it, right. it is right and you said
1: nationally, and and right. i, I want to add that you may live in the uh, in a community where you're seeing people every th- uh, you know three times a month or right. or, or whatever just right. it works wherever it is but right. overall in different places we used to hear one every two once every two weeks and then in some places i've been one once every four. three weeks right. now yeah one every four All okay right. so, there we go well, let's go just ahead. go
0: some take off of some uh, tick off, not ticked off, but a tick of... Let me just share some of the numbers that are important. Yeah. How many people are reading their Bible on a weekly basis? Yep. How many people are praying on a daily basis? How many people are sharing their faith? How many people are are inviting other people? How many people... These are all discipleship numbers. How many people are attending a small group? That's it. How many people are in Sunday school? That one is one we used to track on a regular basis, not so much anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, And so... These are matrices that let you know how spiritually mature your congregation or growing, your congreg- or growing right. that your, your congregation is. And again, you have to this is a number you take a benchmark, what are we doing this year? What right. are we doing next year? Do we have more people reading their Bible next year than we did last year? Right. Then great, you know, and, and we're, we're doing a roll. How that's do we keep right. that up? That's that's why you measure all this. And you know, you can't measure spiritual maturity, but you kind of can yeah. based on you know their behaviors
1: right so that's I, and, and again i you 've got pieces we 've got pieces through effective church and i 've got a matrix that, that i 've used now for a number of years, and you can do you can test spiritual growth by, again, per capita, if you will, the average number of people that are attending small group, that right. are enrolled in a small group or a uh, a class that is for discipleship, not just any old Sunday school class right, or right. biblical knowledge, but so uh, in your discipleship ministry, whatever that may look like. So, uh, you know, how many people are serving? Do you have more people serving uh, in and beyond the church? In
0: the church or beyond the church? Beyond the Which church. Which one where do you have the most people working on working right. in the community, right. touching lives out there, or is it all, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, uh, a bulletin hander outer, and I'm a greeter, and I make the coffee, and it's, this is all the Christian stuff I do out here, I'm, so, so right. finding out where these matrices are, what, how are people these serving, chapters. et cetera, right. is key.
1: Okay, so I, I'm not sure if you want to include this one, but I use it as a number, and that's favor in the community.
0: Oh, yeah, right. Right. and and it really isn't a number number, but it, it,
1: it... You can put it... Well, I, I put it into numbers. Okay, so, okay, so, so share here's that. What it's it about is, your reputation. And, right, and so it's easy, if you will, to track... Well, and this is easy to track, but it's easy to get your baseline now based on, excuse me, the numbers you have and you can look in your years past. You've got a lot of that already there. Some you've got to start. But start to count your your favor in the community. So what that means is you go out and you knock on the doors around the church or you have members around their neighborhood, just their street. And you ask, hey, have you heard about that church up there? Or what do you know about that church up there? Give
0: it a name. I mean, first church right. or you you have whatever. To, you know, and right. you have
1: to be specific because you right. want it for your church right. specifically. Do,
0: do they know about it at all? I've never well, heard of it. And, or- yeah.
1: Do they know about it at all? At, at all? Um do they have good words to say about it? Do they have bad words to say about it? What have they heard, if not known directly? You want to be able to do it. You don't want to tell them that you're a member of the church. You're just out there. You don't want to lie either. But, you know, it's, hey, I'm I'm trying to get more information on that church up, up the street. Can What can you tell me about that? And then what you do is you write down the good things and you write down the negative things and you write down don't know. And you're gonna come back and you'll put uh, and you'll count that. How many positive words did you hear? How many negative? How many of how Who? many of the what's, <laughs> yeah, who's that's even better. And and then so now you've got your baseline, and the next year you do that, and the next year you right. do that. And hopefully what you're seeing is less negative, and you may go out there and you may not hear any negative, yahoo, if that's the case. Right. May not hear anything negative, but you might just hear a bit of positive you wanna get you want to get more and more. Right.
0: And, and the, the reality is, is most churches have no reputation in the it's community. They, they think, oh, we're known for this or we're known for that. Right. And when you actually go out there and ask people that the only ones by and large are the people who know are the people who attend the church or those who are being served by the church. And that's a pretty limited number in most cases. Okay. We've got to wrap this up. And I, I just want to say that there's some urgency in all this. Okay. The, the bottom line is, is in our modern church today, there's a whole lot of churches that have really become complacent and have said, we're not counting. We, we, it's not a spiritual practice. It's, you know, we don't want to know. It, it really is almost a la, 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 la. Um, these aren't statistics. Right. These are people. And if, if churches aren't counting, it's likely they're not reaching as many people as they could be. You know, I just want to wrap this up by saying in the book of Revelation, the 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 church there's seven churches that are addressed. Now, they don't talk numbers, not really, in, in to any in of those seven churches. But it's pretty clear that they weren't doing what they needed to do, most of them, that they had work to do in the community, work to do within their community, work to do outside, and they weren't doing it. And the numbers allow us to be honest with what we're doing and what we're not you don't have to share them outside of your congregation. You don't have to share them with your congregation, although you probably ought to. Oh yeah. But, but you know, getting those numbers and holding your congregation accountable to let them know, hey, we're doing what we need to do, or hey, here's some areas we need some work. That is incredibly important.
1: Not just your congregation, though. Holding yourself accountable, well, yeah, of course, right? Yeah. I know. Well, but we need to say that because there are a lot of people in leadership that blame. The congregation, and just remember, as, as goes the leader, so goes the congregation, as, y'all. As, Not uh, just the pastor, right. but the, the leadership. leadership, right? <laughs> yeah, Just it struck me. I know we have to go, but it did strike me that um, some of the churches that I talk to and uh, I've worked with, they can tell me, a lot of them, maybe all of them, can tell me what their, what their uh, church attendance was 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Five years ago, but they can't tell me what it was. uh, Last Sunday. Last Sunday. Yeah.
0: Hey, numbers count, and they they count because it tells us and gives us a gives us an indication of where we're succeeding, and we need to put more energy there, or where we're not doing so well. And we need to work on those areas. Or tweak. Or tweak them, all right? Hey, again, get the the workbook. The numbers you need is uh, down below in the description. Grab it. It's free. Uh-huh. And I hope that it'll help you. Hey, we got to go. We are out of time. See you next week.
1: Have a great week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.